0: I am so stoked to share one of the partners of the pod is Athletic Greens. Now, I know I talk about this a lot. The one thing I did when I got pregnant was quit drinking coffee. And I talk about this a lot because I'm so proud of the fact that I did this. Like if you knew me pre-Frankie, I was always that girl chugging six cups of coffee a day, looking for an energy boost. So I'm so happy to share this life hack with you guys since I found AG1 by Athletic Greens. I take my AG1 first thing in the morning, followed by my matcha. And not only have I noticed a massive difference in my mood and energy, but also in the support of my overall immune health. I never have that afternoon slump anymore. And trust me, as a mom who is functioning on limited time and sleep, that is game-changing for me. Each scoop has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients like zinc, B vitamins and magnesium. It's kind of wild. And so much more to give the benefits of better gut health and promote healthier hair, skin and nails. That was a really big one for me as it's really helped manage side effects of my postpartum hair loss and hormonal changes. Ladies, I know you know. We are an AG1 household, so John usually takes his with his water and I do too, but I also love the taste of it with apple juice if I'm feeling like I need a sweet start to my day. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply, that's right, one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So head to athleticgreens.com slash unhinged. That's athleticgreens.com slash unhinged. Check it out. What's up guys? We're back on another episode of Un. Hinged, and this one is live for the very first time with the iconic and amazing Kirsty Godso. Where do I even start with her?
1: Well, I'm your favorite degenerate as your favorite word. <laughs> the number one hun. Number one hun. And as you know, two huns are better than one.
0: Truly TM.
1: <laughs> we need to like,
0: register OK Hun now.
1: We actually do. So if anyone's listening to this, don't do it first. (laughs) Be our biggest fans.
0: We have so much exciting... We have so much exciting... I have, like, mum brain now. Like, literally my worst. You have a whole child. I have a whole child. And, like, I have appreciation for like people with children in a way like you wouldn't believe like when I see any mom do anything like be at a workout class or like attend it and I'm like good for you I know how hard that was you're
1: literally, like good job getting here literally good
0: job getting dressed good job getting groceries good job cleaning your house because like that shit is so hard and like given like I'm in the 12 week like mark so I'm still like figuring it out but just like an
1: ordinary respect. I will say as a bystander and as part of the thrupple, mm-hmm. um, if you don't know that I am officially part of their marriage, um, I was super impressed how quickly you guys assimilated into the life of being parents. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy when you see it in such close proximity and you're like, "Wow, maybe I can do this. I don't know, but I just feel like it's been such a natural experience for you guys. And, you have still been so outgoing, you know, you've been back DJing, you've, you've been on your, you know, yes. I've actually been wanting to ask, I'm like, okay, as, as, a woman of nightlife, yeah. the queen, if you don't know, Amrit is the only DJ you need to know about and that is not a biased response. If you've ever been to a party, really you've been to party, you've seen her flip the worst party of your life into an event. Like we'll go to parties even if we're like not sure about that brand but Amrit's DJing. So if you're a brand listening to this and you oh, you don't know about your reputation, you should hire Amrit. <laughs> um but I'm wondering yeah I'm like now you're a you're a wife you're a mom and you're back in the club I
0: forget I'm a wife like not not in the behavioral thing (laughs) but like the title like I'll still call John my boyfriend sometimes and then I'm like oh, husband not not that I think my behavior is like for me, like, if I'm with someone, I'm with someone, and, like, doesn't matter if we're, like, dating or married or, like, whatever. Yeah, that's it's,
1: what's like, happening. I'm, like,
0: it to that person. And I think maybe that's why, like, the word husband sometimes. Like, I forget to use it.
1: I kind of like the seriousness of it, especially because I'm obsessed with John. I think he's amazing. And I obviously love you. Um, <laughs> But it's so it's so fun. Yeah, you, usually it's a hard transition. But for some reason, I just with you guys straight away, I was like, oh, yeah, like, Amrit Teets, and she's a wife.
0: But it's weird because, like, I DJ'd- like a club night last week, this week, sorry. And um, I felt so, like it was so fun, but I also felt like I was having like an out-of-body experience because like I'm a mom and I'm married and then like there are all these kids and they're like, you know, like 20 and I'm 35 and I'm just like, wow, like it's weird. Like I feel like sometimes I'm like watching from the outside now, whereas like I used to be like, I don't know, it's an interesting feeling.
1: Yeah, and are you doing it mostly sober? No judgment. Attach to the question. I had
0: to I had yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I had a couple of drinks.
1: No, uh, I mean, because you speak to a lot of DJs and like a lot of them either don't drink or yeah. they're not drinking that much. And I'm like, it's so, because imp- you've got to remember at the end of the day, there's a lot going on in front of them. It looks well, like for I'm DJs and like, yeah. This
0: actually, because how do you think like my body is going to handle drinking alcohol now? I'm like nervous always because it's been, like, I've drunk, I have I was drinking, like, Aperol spritz and, like, wine, like, here and there, like, lightly, like, maybe when I was on vacation. And I had a glass of wine here at dinner. But, like, I haven't had, like, hard liquor, you know?
1: Well, you know me, and I exclusively drink hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for anyone that follows me and thinks I'm sober, I apologize for the disappointment. But... <laughs> I only drink mezcal and tequila, but I will say that even for me without having gone through childbirth and the change in all my hormones and stuff and not having a huge break from alcohol, I noticed that my tolerance changes dramatically with stress. And, um, I think that, you know, not saying, obviously it's, you can say it's stressful to be yeah. a parent. You know, there's a lot of different urgencies oh, that, on you speaking of boys, and your sleep. I got and, my period. Oh, today, guys, the first guys, it's this not is, Hendrix, <laughs> they're like, yeah. Not
0: no, but like, I haven't had it for like, and I don't know, you know.
1: Yeah, I know the month. deal. I
0: haven't had it for almost like a year and
1: a half. That's crazy. P- Did you get cramps or it was just a surprise? No,
0: okay. So I got my like same like cystic pimple that I always get like in the jaw area.
1: There's was, always like, that one, guys. You know what we're talking about.
0: The same one every time. And I actually saw it and was like, yeah, I haven't like, I don't really get bad skin like that. So I was like, no, okay. First thing my sister hates when I do this, and I'm like, I have bad skin. She's like, You can't have like one pimple and say you have bad skin. Sorry. Let me rephrase.
1: By the way, guys, I'm staring Amara in the eyes like we are fully in love right now and admiring the road that is on her lips because her lips look so juicy. Um, But her skin is perfect and glowing. So if this is the day of the period and this said, Pimple that appeared.
0: Well, like yeah, it's the
1: it's I do not like, know it. <laughs> I've
0: had the same one, like you know, it's the yes, that got my jaw, and so I was like, oh, weird. Like I haven't had that in a while. The, my period came, and I was like, wow, PMS is real. I forgot. It's been so long for me that I totally forgot.
1: Well, I can confidently say, um, from not having a period for seven years and then getting it back, I completely lost the respect and appreciation for women when you handle that monthly not only like the physical pain but that sharp mood change where you're like everything sucks everyone's terrible and then you that's why I'm a huge like advocate of people tracking their barriers everyone
0: does suck yeah yeah everyone does suck sorry (laughs) unfortunately we are
1: big uh New York fans even though we are not even from this country um but yeah we love New York we did.
0: T- Wait, I think if you do ten years in a city, you can
1: claim it. I didn't do ten. I did five. But oh I'm, my god, you did! I only, did, only five. did five. COVID cut me short.
0: Oh, that's okay. I did
1: a couple of years, like illegally, essentially, you know, like I was in and out. Lives. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just math, hun. You know, yeah, know. <laughs> the Math's formula. Never heard of it. Everything's an algorithm these days, anyway. Literally. But I completely forgot about that mood swing that comes. Yeah. So that's why I always tell people, I'm like, hey, like it is important to track your period because you will notice, like you know, stress can knock it out by a few days, whatever, yeah. but also just to give yourself a little pat on the back to be like, oh, I know what this is. You know, and, and even is just
0: happening. like, I went savage mode Friday night. Like I was a goblet, like we John and Vinny's. I was like eating just, you know, like I was just eating all day long and I've been so good recently. Cause like, you know, I'm trying to like get a little back to my like pre-baby like not even like numbers wise because like I've actually never owned a scale neither but um I just go by like how I feel and like how clothes are fitting and I'm like in this in-between place which I'm not mad at I'm just like it would be nice to like feel
1: like myself again
0: you know I I've, I've actually it's a feeling. wanted to
1: ask about that in a yeah. sense where and I think it's probably something that I'm sure a lot of people listening have children or have gone through different experiences with, and it's so personal with your body. Right. And the unfortunate thing about this day and age is we are so online and on different things that everyone can see you going through different stages. And obviously yeah. you're a performer in a sense and an actress, um, <laughs> yes. and Hollywood baby. I um, act every day, babe. But you know, it's a real journey and I think it's hard yeah, to, it is
0: really hard to, to go
1: through the downs publicly. And to to be delicate with yourself amongst, you know, being like, oh, I used to look like this and God bless iPhones that always pull up in memories. Oh They're like you on this day and you're like, don't do it. Don't no. do it, hun, Get out of here.
0: Well, also I'll sometimes like catch a glimpse in the mirror and I'm like, I don't even know who that is.
1: Yeah. Which is crazy because.
0: I don't feel bad about myself in any way. No. It's more like I will look at my reflection and like be genuinely surprised or confused. Yes. Because like I feel like I was very – I'm not someone who fluctuated no. prior to this. No. So like I've been – you know, my faces kind of look the same. My like body's pretty much looked the same my entire life. Like even like – even if I was like going through like periods of eating more, eating less, working out more, working less, like I'm pretty consistent and –
1: It's interesting to like now just be like a totally different size. Well, I think it's, you know, there's wardrobe changes. There's like even, you know, capabilities of exercise just as you're going through different stages, you know, post-pregnancy as well. And I think there's a real beauty to repairing the core, you know, and um, I've worked with a few women post-baby and honestly, it's been some of the most special work that I've done because you realize you know, you go through such a journey with them to rebuild their confidence and a lot of women come into a more connected body, you know, cause yes. there's an appreciation of I produced, I actually had a human, you know, well, that's and the then, thing. yeah. And yeah. and you're like, oh, you're coming back to a slightly different drawing board and you do have an opportunity to just, you see a lot of mums get these most amazing bodies and they're like, I'm barely working out. I'm just stressed and I'm yeah. not sleeping that much. And like, I'm kind of eating randomly, you know? But then
0: And that's why I I wish nursing worked for me because I know that helps.
1: And that's the other hard thing, you know, there's like it's I'm sure it's difficult to hear some mum's success stories versus others, whether it comes to breastfeeding or birthing and you definitely had the Olympics of um I know if you haven't heard my solo birth episode
0: and you're about to go into labor, do not. (laughs)
1: the funniest thing was that Amrit and John were sending pics from the hospital and I was like oh my gosh don't have Frankie tonight I'm stuck in Portland in a snowstorm and um joke was on me because then it didn't happen and I have her location I was like hey like I don't want to be annoying but like just checking
0: in like hello it's so funny Um, because we didn't tell anybody and everyone was like why are you at Cedars I'm like oh people really check find my friends like yeah it's pretty wild
1: I know you've got to be, you got to be really selective who you share your location to.
0: You know what I will say Apple needs to do? They need to take off the notification when you stop sharing your
1: location with someone. It's kind of, it's, Cause it's, it's like, kind of a country. I mean, it, it's really chaotic in a breakup. Like it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's a statement in itself. That's like the
0: final, like we are over.
1: Is that the final or is it like removing the shared Zillow?
0: oh <laughs> no I think the location I think the location
1: is worse. yeah I know location hurts yeah. It hurts the feelings because like
0: then you it, it's like you get the notification being like oh like I don't I'm, know I'm out. I'm
1: out I personally do not like to share a location with a partner really? like oh I like having my friends locations because I like to see that they're home safe or whatever or like you know if you're meeting up you can be like oh my god Amrit did not leave your house no yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> um But I don't really like having it with a partner because then I think you check it, like, even if you don't have the intention, you know, it just starts to, like, it becomes a habit. It becomes another habit. Yeah, I
0: never check John's. I have it. Yeah. Like, I'll only ever check it if he's on the, like, to get, like, a sense of time of, like, where he is, you know? Like, if we're meeting up somewhere or he's on the way or he's taking a flight or he's coming from the airport. Yeah. But, like... Otherwise, I feel like we're pretty much in constant communication, so I don't need to check his location. But if we, like,
1: didn't live together and, like, didn't have that type of, like, communication flow, I probably would check it. Well, it's interesting because I know a lot of girls here that are like, like, it's a non-negotiable for me. I need to have his location. I'm like, hon, you you might seem a little like a red flag.
0: No, I would never never actually outright ask for it. I think it just kind of organically happened where we were like, oh, like trying to find each other somewhere and then you know you just share it indefinitely. Yeah. And then it wasn't like a, hey, like, I need you to give me your location.
1: Hey, I'm going to need your social security number and your location and your mother's maiden name. <laughs> and your <laughs> birth time. Let me tell you guys what you can do with the last four digits of a social security number. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you, you can rescue your phone number. Are you, are you if really, you are stuck on someone else's cell phone plan, let me just tell incredible. you, it's not over for you. I wasn't sure if you are
0: going to spill the tea.
1: I am a pretty, like, well-groomed person, I feel like, and I've just, like, always had boyfriends, but, you know, guys, I've lost a bit of furniture in my time, and <laughs> I've nearly lost a phone number, but shout out AT&T.
0: Screaming. I love that you, I love that when you, like, snuck in to get your stuff back.
1: Oh, yeah. I re- I think if you live in New York, it's, like, very important to have a good relationship with, with your the, doorman. I was
0: going to say, you always need to have the upper hand with the doorman.
1: Yeah. If always you, yeah if
0: you share an apartment with someone because you're like if sh- things like do go wrong like I need the building on my side
1: I just need to get my Vitamix like it's not a big deal Scream.
0: <laughs> yeah actually when I when I like broke up with an ex my building would text me being like he's in the neighborhood he's in this like he's here he's picking up packages on my- like, <laughs> they love me
1: Yeah, you're like, favoritism at its finest. No, literally. So speaking of favoritism, I asked my audience um, to submit some questions because I said the huns are back. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we love to talk about fitness and wellness and all things, but we also like a little bit of chaos. And my favorite question that was – submitted was um fuck Mary kill for formula one drivers good job by the way whoever,
0: whoever submitted this question knows us well
1: knows us well huge fans of f1 um we root for different teams we are
0: also this is i think we need to do a little bit of active manifestation now that someone's going to bring us to Vegas.
1: Yeah, so we are really available to be in Vegas. Um, I would love—it's my dream to do <laughs> no, a warm-up. We are
0: really. <laughs> available. We are really. That available. was New Zealand English. <laughs> the
1: it's my dream to do a warm-up for the pit crew, oh, and yeah, Amrit needs to DJ the best party. I'm not accepting submissions from Red Bull. Um, oh oh not, my god, I'm not. I do love Checo though. I love Checo. Um, I was a little bit sad about you know, his qualifying for Monaco, but Monaco is a tough track. We'll yeah.
0: Run, and, 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 and do you know what? It's tricky too, because like, I think there's so much pressure with qualifying. For yeah. Monaco because like once you're stuck in
1: those positions, like, I don't know. You're yeah.
0: Like that's it. We haven't watched actually, I didn't watch the race.
1: Today. I've watched it. You have? Yeah. Okay, don't tell me. But it was hard because I was like, I was working this morning with clients in the gym. So I actually like, yeah. listened on the drive to the car, like drive there yeah. in the car. I checked my car in at valet and they're like, what well, is this chick listening oh, to. This I is crazy. Listen to? it. And it's but weird. I it's like, weird.
0: my eyes divert from the road. And then
1: I actually walked on the treadmill and I, um and Amherst starts speeding, <laughs> listening to it. And then <laughs> no, I, truly. I walked yeah. on the treadmill and got to watch some of it. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, you should watch it.
0: I remember when we were driving to like- To Vegas, Vegas. You guys were yeah, doing we were, wi- we were listening to F1 and I just started driving so fast. I was like, oh, I need to stop. <laughs> and my eyes like kept diverting from the road. I was like, this is not the way to do
1: it. So I guess circling back- Aside from us being available, very available for Vegas. Oh yeah, what back would your that, answer be?
0: Back to the main question.
1: Okay, so
0: if um, as I'm married, if this was an emergency situation where I like, you know, I absolutely had to screwing. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's upstairs being what the.
1: Fuck? And he's like, I hate these (laughs) hoes.
0: He knows that we married. Okay, it's tricky because, like, I like old school. Okay.
1: You love (laughs) Alonzo.
0: I do. I do. I love Alonzo. I love that he's making a comeback. I think he's funny. Like, he's a little bit like I'm an asshole, which I love. Mm -hmm. Like, his personality (laughs) is very cocky. And I'm so happy to see him, like, finally have a good car and, like, he's winning, which is, like, so sexy to me. So, like, marry. Ooh, no okay, so fuck would be Alonzo, okay marry oh that's a tr- I think Lewis yeah. He's such a sweetheart um kill or I wonder if we have the same kill. I don't even know if I could say this um I just okay, I would kill Max just because. I want more – I want, like, a little bit of more action, you yeah. know, with, like, who's placing. And if I killed Max, then, like – I almost get annoyed now when you wins because I'm like, this is boring. Like, it's boring. I, I want, like, something else. And yeah. so I would kill Max just so we could get, like, more
1: variety. Yeah. Agree. In watching
0: the race. Agree. LOL.
1: I love that. Well, we have pretty similar answers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I would fuck – carlos signs oh
0: damn i forgot about carlos but he's so or toto close.
1: to be honest but he's
0: not a driver <laughs> i would totally go toto and i love that he's married to jerry Howell. like what?
1: no that's christian Hold oh my god yeah. christian sorry i'm yeah. so confused yeah, yeah. i'm
0: so confused All right, i always get them toto back. has no no sushi. i i know i know yeah, to, uh, yeah. Um,
1: um he kind of looks like an older Alonzo. Yeah, he's just like seems like kinda handsome. Like he's foreign. Ruben. He's got that Euro yeah. passport. I mean most of them do. Yeah. Um and I would marry Lewis for sure. I'm a Lewis fan. Yeah. Um and I would kill Max for sure. I used I to mean, see Lewis on
0: Raya all the time.
1: Devastating. Yeah. But good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're on Raya. Just shoot your shot. Keep
0: shooting, yeah. Shoot your
1: shot and tell Lewis that we're available to work for Mercedes in Vegas.
0: Scream. Uh, well, I told. Did I ever tell you about the time I did? Right, that Ferrari reached out to me. Oh, yes. I got a DM from this girl being like, "We're planning Miami F1. Like, I'm working on an event for Ferrari. We'd love to have you play." And I was like, "I'm being punked. Like, um, yeah, this there is no be a joke. way. This is a joke." And then they ended up going in a different direction, which was the worst. Words you can ever hear when you're on hold for a job but this but you know what it was I wanted the job too much like I needed to want it less do you ever feel like that like when you I want do. something so bad you're like I'm gonna jinx this
1: yes and I know that's a big thing where people are like nervous to say things out loud before they you know before it's solidified because they don't want to jinx it and I think like we actually had a few question submissions about like
0: yeah
1: owning your goals and like you know what does that require and I think mm-hmm. we are both kind of big without sounding very LA manifestors yeah sure. but it's like how do you manifest without aggression you know and and obsession and making it to like you know so that you choke something and yeah. you don't get it like it's almost like how are you how are you unapologetically driven on something but also understanding shit's not always going to go your way
0: that's a really good question because I struggle with that
1: well I think ambition is um an amazing trait yeah. and I think it's also can be a little blinding because you forget like Sometimes you have to take a step back and just be like, wow, it's actually amazing that I've had all these opportunities and like, what did I do to kind of get there? And sometimes there is a lot of luck involved with certain scenarios panning out or not panning out. And, you know, sometimes you just have to know you're, you might not be the brief of what something is looking for. And that doesn't mean that you're not great and you're not qualified and you need to do the hard work. And you just have to try and stay as optimistic as possible that like your turn will come around, you know, like Absolutely. I went through times where I was in every single Nike campaign and then you might go through a time where you're not in any phages and it doesn't mean mm. you're old and washed up. Maybe I am. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. but you know, and then it's like, now I'm in another boom period with Nike, you know, where I'm yeah. like, okay guys, I need to travel a little less. Okay, I need to talk
0: about how I go like the nike poster girl and on the home page <laughs> of netflix and every workout is you i'm like this is wild my sister in australia is like Kirsty's on the homepage of netflix i'm like obsessed with
1: your sister true, true, God, so fast. <laughs> my favorite thing was that it was next to drive to survive which made me no, really happy that's so um rad. but no netflix has been really cool for nike because it means that you know a lot of countries that don't have access to nike training club workouts now have access via Netflix. Yeah. Um. Well, there are more workouts dropping soon. And um, you went on a
0: world tour.
1: And, uh, yeah, went through New York. I went to Turkey, came back to L.A. to go to Coachella. And then I she um, stopped, she stopped stopped. And to just to, to see Stella. Frank, went to Paris, went to Cabo. But it's been really awesome. Um. You know, I always love going to places like Istanbul where – women have a very interesting position in that society. And so I think what the team they're doing re- is really cool with really driving women's fitness and giving them a safe space to work out and wanting women to be confident and having that, you know, full expression of movement, even if it's not supported Yeah. There. And I remember the first time I went to Istanbul in 2015, like, you know, growing up in New Zealand where everyone's active and works out and you wear tiny three inch shorts and everything. It was like a real awakening To be like, oh wow! I just take a lot of things for granted, and Mm -hmm. you know, you can be a fitness trainer and live somewhere where it's really easy to work out, and just be saying to people, "Come on, everyone has time to make it count," without really like
0: understanding the understanding. Yeah, yeah.
1: that that not everyone does have that opportunity, and um, so yeah, the trouble looks different
0: over there. It looks
1: different, yeah, and I think it's always really important to have an understanding that you know, how can you connect with people the best to make sure you're being mindful of what their experience is and how can you be of the best support to them?
0: I think in, in like answering the earlier question about, um, how to not like railroad your goals with like manifesting or like being like obsessed with one sort of outcome is like, that's a good way to think about it. It's like, it can't always be you. No, it actually
1: can't. It can't. So growing up, my mom would always say to me, it's not always about you. And I'm like, just kidding, Kate, it actually is. Um, I'm a double fire sign. But no, I grew up in a household where uh, my brother gets a lot of attention. And um, I'm like the perfect child and he is absolute opposite. And it drove me nuts that he always had the attention. Do you feel like you had to be I feel like I had to be like better and better. Listen, I used to rage guys. I used to party with my friends. I loved having fun when I was younger. And you know, like when I like to cut loose, like I am fun. Like I like to party, but I'm so disciplined. There's like the split side and it's like, I'm so disciplined that it terrifies me sometimes. Where right? I could be like, look at something and be like, "Oh, never eat that again in my life," and know Christy that that will be true. approaches
0: partying in the same way. She'll be like, "I'm going out tonight," and
1: yeah,
0: then she's yeah. like committed <laughs> to having a good night. I'm like, "Wow, I <laughs>
1: respect the vision," but it's uh, yeah, it's funny because you know, I think it's deciding like, okay, I don't need to be. It, it doesn't need to. It actually really doesn't need to be all about you. And honestly. I think in my job, it's barely about me. It's always about other people. And that's why I think I'm a great trainer because I really make that hour or that workout about everyone that's in the room. And I should be the last thing that's impressive. That's why you'll never see me teaching in a crop top. And this is no disrespect to anyone that does, but there might be someone in the room that that makes them feel uncomfortable or anything. And I just want to take anything off the table that might ruin someone's experience, you know, and just have the workout be about the workout, not about how, what my body looks like or anything, you know?
0: Oh, that's, I've never thought about that.
1: Yeah. I just was a big thing that I was really firm about when I first started teaching and I was really young, you know, I was like 23. And I just am proud of myself almost for for thinking of other people in that regard. And like, um, and you know, it's also nice to teach in a big t-shirt or whatever. It's like, I'm a tomboy. Like it feels good to me and it feels like home, but I do think that a lot of stuff, yeah, most of the time, even if you think about if you're in a fight with people, your partner or like, it's often actually what they're stressed about is not about you. Sometimes it is, by the way. Sometimes we are the problem. For sure. But when you can step sideways from a situation and remove some of the emotion to look at it with more clarity, whether it's a job opportunity, whether it's an argument, you know. Yeah. um,
0: I think you can also do the work yourself so you feel comfortable when it's not always about you yes because like I have like in in my field for example there are a million female DJs who are yes. talented right but there's no me like yes. I'm interchangeable like yes you can book someone else and like I love a lot of those girls when we're all friends and I've like done enough work to, on myself to know to be like she's like they're not better yeah or you know it's just like it's not me versus direction. them it's just yeah yeah but like, of course like it's natural when you don't book something you really want you're like oh like but when you know like deep like truly in your core you're like I'm not in... no one's me like no one can do what I do Yes. so it's like yes like there are a million other amazing people but it can't always be about you yeah. And, yeah. and it shouldn't
1: be because yeah. that's kind of boring too. Totally. Then he's, and one of my favorite. That's why I, we need Max to die. We need yeah. <laughs> Max, if you're listening. no. Um, It's also like the power of collaboration, I think is also really fun because yeah. there are many beautiful things that come from you not like being the main event and teaming up with someone else. And like, yeah, for sure. what's my thing that I love the most is supporting other people that like really hypes me up. Totally. And, um, I love being there to like champion my friends with their things or just like if I can collaborate with another trainer or do something like that makes me really happy. Um, and I know a lot of people who aren't like that and I think you miss out. I think you miss out. Sure. A lot but I think
0: that also that grace comes with age and experience
1: because like, for
0: example, I paid a gig last week. It was a friend's party and I was opening the night and normally I would never open the night in any circumstance. Yeah. Like, and that's not, not like an egotistical thing. That's just that's the where problem. I'm at, yeah. um, in my career, but they were friends. I offered to do it like, you know, it was homey vibes and it didn't even matter in the end because I stayed on and they jumped on and we all just switched off, which is my favorite way to play music and exchange tracks. Um, but I feel like maybe 10 years ago, I might have had a chip on my shoulder about it. Like, I'm not going to open. Yeah. You know, and I would have just cheated myself out of a really fun night. And sometimes, you know, it's like you need to, like, are the optics of something more important to you than like the, the actual, actual experience. experience? Yeah.
1: I love that you brought that up because I think there's a lot of times, and I'm sure a lot of you listening might feel like this also, where you can feel an emotion come on and it can feel like a real tidal wave that's just going to like totally sweep you out. And you're like, oh, you know, you don't want to feel like that. But you might be in so mad or so upset or something in the heat of something. But you're also like, wait, I'm not getting this back. Like this is this thing is happening now and it's happening this one time. Like, can I just get over myself a little bit and like (laughs) to to, to still get something out of this? Yeah. You know, because even if you think about some of the worst experiences that have had happened to you in your life, A lot of the time when you process back, you're like, I'm so happy that happened. Or like, wow, that was such an awakening. Yeah. Because you
0: have to like go out through the other side.
1: You must. Yeah. And
0: everything, like if you actually assess, and by the way, do this and then like DM us and let us know. If you actually assess all the like worst things that have ever happened to you, I bet you... Every single bad situation has led to like a very silver lining. Huge. Like when I look back up, there's nothing that was just like bad that I like didn't evolve or grow from.
1: Yeah. There's like, you know, I think also if you can process traumas, you know, mm-hmm. and sort of just be like, oh, As wow, all that, yeah, that helped yeah. me develop in this way or that led me to this opportunity or that just taught me I will, ne- I will absolutely not accept that. Yeah. You know, and it's like I don't think hanging on to stuff unnecessarily like does that much for you. So mm-hmm. if you can just find sort of something good from it and a lesson and it doesn't mean that it's not going to sting for and sometimes it stings for years, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you can eventually sort of you dissolve it and you you get to free yourself up. And you just you always deserve that.
0: And that's the thing. I like the word I like the like language around freeing yourself up because then you have to carry it. You know, like, I, oh, I don't only do I have to be mad, then I have to like hold the space exactly. For I don't want to do I that. I think
1: one of the things too if we're going to relate it to fitness and people's confidence is and this is probably something you can relate to. It links back to what we we're talking about before about pre versus post baby. It's really easy for a lot of us to go through our camera roll or our Instagram and reference us at a certain age, you know. And you can be like, "Well, I looked so much better then," yeah. and I want this body, and I want and it's completely devaluing yourself compared to like your current circumstance and what you're going through. And bodies, especially female bodies, are so sensitive. And they're very intelligent. There is so much going on in a woman's body at all times. And we are, you know, very sensitive to stress and, you know, hormone changes, thyroid functions, things like that. All of these things that are also affected by stress, but to, to rate ourselves via how our abs looked in a certain Euro summer pick versus, you know, something now. And it's just like, you might've started a company and you're really stressed and you've had no routine. You might be a new mom and you're like, my priority is raising my beautiful, amazing child. And like, I'm actually working my way back to getting my body in line, you know and and just appreciating rather than the worst honestly the worst thing you can do for yourself is to continue to look back at these old photos like yeah. it's good to have motivation, but you can't overly invest in an image. you need to right. think about a feeling and you need to think about the behaviors associated to like getting you back to just feeling really good and confident in your body, and confidence looks so different in different ages and yeah, absolutely and different relationships and different you know you see a lot of women just come into so much confidence when they're in a great relationship and you know i've been through different phases with my body where i've been you know underweight and or you know then i've had thyroid issues and my hormones have changed themselves and i just feel like i'm living in an alien situation and you know i'm really tr- my whole focus around my body image is to try and be as far disconnected from body dysmorphia tendencies that I would have of just treating my body like it was this thing that should be at my disposal. And I yeah. think often the way that we talk to ourselves about our bodies is like, oh, well, I need my abs to be like this. and You're not going shopping in a supermarket. <laughs> like it's, how is your body proportioned? Like, you yeah. know, genetics play a part, but also like, are you putting your best foot forward mm-hmm. in certain behaviors and routines and stuff to, to kind of give yourself what you want? And are you giving yourself space to breathe and enjoy? Because there's no point getting the best body of your life and never enjoying yourself, you know? Like you want to be, I love those things on Instagram when it shows all the old people in old homes and they're like, have written things on cards and it shows their age and their life advice. Date, don't. don't, Yeah, oh my gosh. There's some, we have this funny group chat called Love Island and I like usually screenshot these things and put them in. But, you know, it's true because it'd be such a sad experience to miss. And a lot of people that's in their 20s and 30s, like really the prime of your body and your metabolism and we're short selling ourselves just by
0: well also like I think about and by the way I'll always be vain that's just the type of person that I am because our society like runs on like it does aesthetic and like to to not acknowledge that like is ridiculous but I don't think it should be everything I think you should want to be the hottest version of yourself and that's like I don't even like to use the word vain because that has a negative connotation. No, but you could be Um, in celebration of yourself. Totally. (laughs) Because I also don't like when people are like, oh, looks don't matter. I'm like, but they do. They, like, they do matter in a way because like, you know, like privilege is dictated in a certain way. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, like that's just the world we're living in. Like that's like saying a color, like that's like me looking at a flower, being like, that's yellow and someone trying to fight me on it. I'm like, that's just unfortunately the way the world works. and not to make everything about having a kid, even though it, my whole world is about having a kid. But when I like start to go into that headspace and I look at Frankie and I'm like, oh my God, like you've eyes and you have nose, you have yeah. hair, you have, kid- I made you, <laughs> I made you have kidneys that work. Yeah. Like you have little toes. I'm like, do you know how much your body had to do to like make that human? Like when you have a child, you'll stare at your child all along being like, I like made you came out in like you were inside of me and my body like created this human that functioned I mean that's healthy and like no matter like how like wherever you are in terms of like what your body looks like you always look at that and be like but I made that you know and like I thought like I was so fixated on being aesthetically a certain way that like if you told the old me like you'd be 30 pounds heavier and you'd be like you know what like you'd be like I'm like working on it but also it's not the beyond end of everything I would have never believed you yeah but now I am because like I look at Frankie and I'm like that like trumps everything I'm like I'm okay that like I look like this right now because you know what my daughter and, and like I mean and it. none of how you so look crazy.
1: has changed the person that you are it hasn't changed no, the friend yeah. that you are the DJ that you are the entrepreneur that you are you know yeah the wife right. everything and I think that's where if you let your looks define who you are as a human, like, and you don't have the other parts of yourself to back it up, you know, then that's a problem. Like don't overweight. Like one question we got to was like how to avoid being obsessed with wellness. And again, it comes back to the idea of putting anything in a chokehold. Well, what is wellness?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And I think, because there's a lot of
0: toxicity in the water, Well, especially. one
1: of my favorite terms that I talk about is toxic enlightenment. Yeah, and like awesome. let me tell you guys, I do not get up and journal and do breath work and meditate. And that's no disrespect to anyone that does. Mm-hmm. But there'll be a lot of people just creating videos for an algorithm because they know it performs on TikTok or something like that. And you might watch them and think a side and way about yourself because you didn't do any of those. Well, I'm here to tell you you're so fucking awesome. If you're like me and you have a mild panic attack in the morning, getting up, slamming some <laughs> caffeine in your system, listening to Rick Ross on the way to work, good on you. Like I see you and I appreciate you, but like, it doesn't, you know, it's like, I don't think it doesn't matter if you didn't do a cold plunge. It doesn't matter all these things. It's like, but do you have some little wellness setups in your day that you can, you know, try and be loyal to? You're not going to have everything perfect every day. And, but do you have enough consistency in place to just keep some boundaries around you to make you feel good? And it's not about strict boundaries to be like, I'm perfect. I'm going to be this percent body fat, and I'm going to have this six pack and whatever. Yeah. It's just like, hey, is this going to help me with my anxiety? I know, I know, I feel a lot better when I move, and you know, movement is really an opportunity for you to step outside of your yourself and and things that might be swarming in your head, and just gives you a chance to like free some shit up.
0: And also that movement, it's like you know, malleable to how you're feeling. Sometimes that's a walk, sometimes that's a hit class, and sometimes. That's like playing with your kid or like going for a ride. Like yeah.
1: It, it should sometimes it's honestly it's laughing with your friends, yeah. you know. And like there's been many times where I've prioritized workouts over doing fun stuff with my friends and in hindsight I'm like, that wasn't worth it. Like I'm obsessed with my friends, like <laughs> you know, and like I'm gonna get the workout and it's gonna We're happen obsessible. at some point, what you can know. But Amrit actually had a bit of a life changing experience at Core Power this. Oh year, my god, I'm
0: so to put this on. I was telling you.
1: Another week, unhinged exclusive.
0: Dog. I. I. Okay, my hormones, by the way, are like fluctuating like crazy, and I'm not in control of them. I'm. I feel like I'll say I'm in post. I'm uh, um, postpartum, like when Frankie's like 15. Um, but I did. Learned the other day that um postpartum is considered seven
1: years. to oh, okay. be writing That's, it up till the end. It's of a really the time. long time.
0: Yeah, it is. And so you know, my ho- hormones are still like calib- like recalibrating because like I get so emotional now, and I never really was a crazy emotional person. No. Um, I'm like pretty level headed. Very so, very level. For a Pisces, Amra
1: is the person to call when you need some good advice. She's like, first of all, you need to buy nonviolent communication. Second. (laughs) I think
0: think it's because I can see things objectively. Yes. And like even when I'm hurt or frustrated or an outcome hasn't gone my way, something that I can do is always see the other side. And I think that helps. It's a superpower. But that's one thing I'm okay at. But, um... Yeah, so I've been going to go about and um I love okay, one well, I love that's in a dark room. I love why why seven like that too? I love like dark rooms. Is it, it that
1: you don't you think people are looking in the mirror mirrorless or you're like looking at yourself less or looking just at like myself yes. Yeah. Okay, good. And
0: I and it, it's about me. Like yeah. I don't even like other people don't even factor in.
1: But this energy of
0: other people, I have to acknowledge, it's the wildest. Like it's kind of like culty, and um, it's very housewifey. Actually, like I noticed, like there are a lot of mums in the class, especially this area. It's like Sherman Oaks, Studio City, and everyone's like yelling, like celebratory, yeah. like they're like, "You can do it!" and like, "Woo!" and like, "Let's go!" And I've never really worked out in a setting like that. Um, it's like kind of almost like a team sport energy. I love that. And we were doing this like. Cardio burn and like we were like in like it was like six minutes and I think we were in the fourth minute and all of a sudden my like, adrenaline started kicking in in a way that like I felt like I was like on an on MDA or something like I felt like I was on like Molly like I like all of a sudden like it was like this like happiness and joy like started exploding like almost like an, like it was like I was like orgasmic
1: joy <laughs> guys from, like this if you were from Core Pal, you need to put this strange. in an advert Um feels I'm like, like Molly. It's orgasmic. (laughs) They're
0: like, ma'am, are you sure you've been coming to our class? They're
1: like, we spike the water. (laughs) You know what it truly But you
0: know what it was? I think I've been so, and like this goes back to like it about like not being about like a number or like anything like that. It's more like the feeling. I started to feel like You had an out-of-body experience. Yeah. I started to feel like myself again. And I just started crying. Like tears were streaming down my face, like tears of joy. I sound crazy but
1: no I get it yeah
0: because you you like sometimes you know when you feel at when you're like going through a drastic change you look at it like like how I was experiencing I look in the mirror and sometimes I'm like who's that and so I, st- I just started feeling sorry myself that I just started sobbing in the class but in again I like kept moving and you know people are going through all kinds of things in that class so it you know, it was not out of the ordinary. Like, no, I don't even think people noticed because everyone's like focused on themselves and the room's like pretty dark. Um, and it was wild. I have never experienced anything like that before.
1: She said to me verbatim, she's like, I understand how people join cults. And I was like, this is a slippery slope, but I get, but I get it. And honestly, the power of group fitness and just movement in general is insane. And it's something that like for me personally, my, my fitness practice, obviously it's a huge part of my career, but for me, it's always been about my mental health and like time for myself. And I feel like it's when a lot of my creativity happens. And for me, it's where confidence happens and that confidence is not associated with how my body looks. Obviously that's a nice benefit. It's always been about like, wow, I really did that. Like I really did 10 pull-ups then, or I did, you know, and it's I think it's just a beautiful experience of people. And, you know, you'll see a lot of like, you know, the fitness industry is a very like jousty industry. Like right. people are super competitive and like, you know, I hate that trainer cause of X, Y, Z or whatever. But like, even when I walk past group fitness rooms and I listen to a trainer teaching, even if I think it's sounds like a class, I wouldn't go to or something. I'm like, honestly, good on that person. Just motivating yeah. everyone in that room because it's a lot of energy to teach classes. But you also get a huge amount of energy back. So your breakdown that you had, or your breakthrough, we should say. Yeah. For that teacher, like it's not unnoticed. You know, I remember when I used to teach in New York City and people would come in the room and you could you could just see the day on them. You could see what they were wearing. I'm like, damn, you really need some hot sauce burpees today, huh? No, but but it's about like leaving. I used to say to people, I was like, hey, like, you know, get it, get it out of your system now, even if it sounds a bit cringe. But I was like, leave it on the floor. Like whatever you know Mm -hmm. like you you have an ability to change some stuff right now and like you know I think movement is such a insane mood shifter and for that like I I don't know I hope we'll exercise the rest of our lives but
0: I also think like respecting and like committing to yourself when you're like I chose to be here today I dedicated this out I got up I got out of bed I gave my child to my husband and said you got to take it right now I'm going you know like you what however like like carving space looks like for you like that it, getting there is the first step i yes. think and like the fact that you made it there you made it on time you got into the room and you said i'm going to do
1: whatever the listen, fuck listen there this, is this. no one on more of a mission than moms in the gym and i love it cuz they're like yo well you know how do you know how much <laughs> you time. had to
0: take to be child free that's why i'm like i'm in the room so for all now. of
1: us that do not have children just remember the luxury it is to go to the gym yeah, at whatever time we want and do enjoy it that is you I actually saw this funny meme the other day that someone sent me and it was talking about, well, it wasn't really a meme. It was a video and it was like, what are women training for? Like I just see all these (laughs) women going so crazy in the gym, like they're soldiers. And the woman replied, she goes, we're waiting to be deployed on our mission. (laughs) And I was like, kind of love that. Cause like women are so badass, and like women are going for it. We're so A-type and focused and like, you know just we're like i'm prepared my glutes are ready my intercostals are everything is ready like my entire body and my attitude is
0: multitasking cut out out for this there's like so much have you noticed that with like and not to you know gender specify anything but i've noticed when i do like female specific classes everything's like coordinated in a way where you're using like or you, you, There's yes. like activities for every part of the body. Yeah. Like I may be doing a squat, but there's also like arm movement and like there's yeah. also, you know, a lot going on. And I feel like with male workouts, it's very singular.
1: They're like targeting yes. one They're area. like, I'm just going to work my biceps yeah. and I'm going to, you know, I love like... All this
0: to say that women are the, the superior species. Yeah. If you identify
1: as a woman, then you are superior. That's true. You heard unfortunately, it unfortunately,
0: if you identify as a man, I'm so sorry for your loss.
1: <laughs> but it's funny because I even think about I used to work on men's training for a long time for Nike and um, Mm -hmm. I have obviously always, when it's been group fitness, it's men and women, often predominantly women in the room because I think predominantly women go to a lot of group fitness classes, but with my personal training clients at the moment, it's only women and I really love it because women's bodies are a constant puzzle that's changing and it's, you know, there's so many factors to to bring in and and there's so it's not as easy to train our bodies for maybe the goals that we have and different things to take on board whereas men can sort of just be like, Okay, I'm gonna squat, I'm gonna I'm gonna chest press, I'm gonna you know, and it's it can be a bit more basic. And I'm not disregarding the work that men do in the gym, you know, but training women is a whole different beast. There's
0: so much going on. And
1: um, you know, even just with the, the shifting hormones monthly and just stuff to factor in. And um I really love it. It's just like a it's like a task that keeps (laughs) asking <laughs> i actually have a question for you yes um
0: and this is selfish because back to core power this is not sponsored by core power by the way but if you're working out in a heated room all the time um how what do you do to like maintain the hydration because like i will say i'm sweating so much doing this type of workout that i feel dramatically dehydrated
1: yes yeah, so you also you're going to be losing a lot of salts in the room as well so you, some people will put like a sprinkle of like um you know you can add salt to your water but i would just recommend like you know there's a lot of electrolytes and hydration powders and things on the market whenever you're taking what some of that like? stuff like i personally don't use like hydration powders or anything i try and like in it? Um, it's more just like, sometimes there's a lot of random ingredients and like sweeteners and just different binders and it's a slippery slope. Grocery shop with
0: (laughs) the guestie before.
1: I'm like, oh no, hun, you don't want to get that. Um, no,
0: she, I've never seen anybody look at labels, but, and also listen, we live in America, so we have to,
1: um, but
0: you're like so thorough with what you
1: yeah. I just think ingredients matter so much. And like, yeah. I'm never reading, I don't care about the fat carbs, whatever. No, I mean, you're and,
0: like going through every ingredient. I'm like, how well does this also go? because I'm like, yeah. Oh, why is
1: that on there? And you've got, you know, branding is so evolved that people yeah. can really do beautiful branding and with, you know, with especially with supplements tired. and beauty and stuff. And you're like, wait, why is this in here? And yeah. I think it's important to ask some questions. Um, but I do think with the hydration factor, it's like, you can, obviously you can experiment with some, um, like more n- natural things, even if it's sort of like a coconut water, or, you know, obviously there's high sugar in that. But some people do find, like, I know Element, like LMNT, like oh, people yeah. love that I've hydration powder. Try that. And that seems to be much more like, you know, a lot of health experts prefer that as a product. Um, but if you're always in a hot room, it's definitely something you want to be mindful of because you can notice you kind of get a lot of headaches or yeah. just you're going to get really lethargic. And so it's keeping up the water intake. Plus, taking your magnesium at nighttime.
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: And I prefer, like, everyone is pretty much magnesium deficient. So, mm. magnesium's always, and there's like seven different types of magnesium, I believe. Um, and I like magnesium glycinate personally, and I take that at nighttime, and that helps with my muscle recovery and my sleep. Um, there's always a bit of a bonus so benefit had, from magnesium with your digestion. I
0: had to but- stop it um, temporarily because. When I was like doing Frankie Knight stuff, I was worried it would knock uh, me yeah. out and I would sleep because I get into such a deep sleep with magnesium. I was worried I'd like sleep through her cries. And so I t- had to stop taking magnesium at night. And now I feel like she's finally just starting to like get longer stretches and sleep through the night. And I think you can take
1: you it. You could again. take it even if you're taking like one capsule at night versus mm-hmm. like two. And- yeah. But yeah. Basically everyone will benefit from magnesium. And it's a super effective like I actually started taking magnesium young because I played water polo, so my calves would cramp really you play bad. Water polo? I know. It's really it's, I actually played water polo like I was super that's into it. That's all American. I know. It's random that my school had it. I don't even really know how I got into it. Wait, but...
0: does New Zealand have any sports that's like New Zealand specific?
1: Well, we what, that's only in New Zealand, yeah. like how you guys have AFL? Rugby. Uh no, rugby, but like rug, I mean yeah. rugby's huge for us. Cricket, netball, yeah. oh, um netball, yeah. Netball's have netball huge. Too. I'm di- like listen, if anyone's listening and they want to play netball in LA and they know the rules, because like we can teach you from the start. Yeah, but like your position. Goal attack.
0: Oh my god, same. Oh. Hun. Well, That's I would so I would
1: share with you if we're yeah, on the no, same team. Okay, I
0: can I oh. love I'm coming up against Kirsty. <laughs> <though?
1: laughs> I loved netball. That was my favorite sport. But yeah, mm-hmm. water polo got me into um got me into the magnesium that's and like, kept me so out of convenient. a lot of trouble it was very like we had games on friday nights we had games on sunday nights so you couldn't go to the jet sonics that were on friday nights which was the dances that people were going to but that's okay because i was like real tomboy anyway it probably would have been a bit awkward wait what was it called a jet sonic
0: ours just called limelight like, oh, like we had blue discourse. lights oh, yeah, well. like light disco oh my god
1: <laughs> wow yeah it's those are the days Like dancers, school dancers. Yeah, like the underage dancers. And then remember it would go, I say a ball, like school ball. And my my American friends laugh, but they're like, you mean prom. I'm like, well, we call it a ball. But, and you would get tanked at like whoever had the the pre-ball. And then some people wouldn't get into the ball.
0: Your parents are there. And they're like, okay, go have fun. And you're like, "Waste." you're slamming
1: champagne. By the way, no wonder I don't like wine or champagne or anything. You're like terrorized from these pre-balls. Yeah. But.
0: I, it's funny that I've been, I've only really been drinking wine and now I'm like, she's like, I've been
1: drinking like, since I was seven. <laughs>
0: no, but I, I'm now like, okay, I want to like pivot away from like only drinking wine now that I'm not pregnant anymore because there's so much sugar in wine. Um, even though it's good for you and like you can, you know, you get like natural and organic wines, but I, I kind of like don't want to always default, yeah, to wine. Um, but I'm like, who, I have like, alcohol identity like confusion i'm like who am i who now? am like, i who is I, she used to be a dirty martini with vodka
1: um girl
0: but i don't know if i'm her anymore i like need to figure it out
1: should we go out should we have an, an unhinged hangout
0: i'm like i'll have one of each cocktail i'm trying to find my identity
1: They're if like, anyone wants to buy security. emma a drink um let us know no i i mean i wish i liked wine because it's quite unclassy turning up to weddings and stuff being like, i love when you hey, have flask. i'm like i bought I bought tequila or mezcal and someone else is going to want, it. I've turned up with bottles, full yeah. bottles too. Sometimes. Cause I'm like, someone else is going to be in my position, a
0: Flask, which is like not something you would expect her to have, but she does it's my
1: secret weapon. I really don't. I probably drink once a week or something. And so when I have a drink, I'm like, it needs to be what I want.
0: Yeah. No, you totally. know?
1: And like, I love a mezcal on the rocks. Um, and yeah, I do love a, a skinny, spicy margarita.
0: I've noticed in LA more so than New York, a lot of, Restaurants don't have their liquor, full liquor. License. Yes, they don't. Yeah. Because I don't think you, you know, in New York culture, it's so like you're you walking mostly and like, yeah. like a martini yeah. like a tonic that like you won't go to a restaurant and they'll be like, you can't. You go, can't. Let, there's a lot
1: of my favorite restaurants in LA are wine only. And honestly, yeah. it's a little bit of a roadblock it's for me because sometimes I'm like, listen, I'm trying to, I have a little unwind here, but <laughs> I'll, I'll stay, wa- right? I'll stay drinking my water. I'll stay drinking my water.
0: I want to get smashed. I'm going to
1: have some dinner. It's funny because I really don't think about alcohol much. Um, and I'm not that, yeah, I'm not that driven by it, you know. Whereas it, it's not, I definitely don't pour myself a drink at home no. in the evening. Um, more like having my rest and digest tea or something. Yeah. And like, but um, yeah, if I go out with my girlfriends, like I want, I want to have a drink. Grandma's sleepy tea. Sleepy tea. I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to get some good REM sleep tonight. No,
0: I haven't gone back to like pandemic, and I was so bored. I was, I was like having a glass of wine every night and just
1: just getting blotto and like I blotto is one of my favorite words that you use it's blotter. I'm obsessed I was
0: getting blotto I was just you know we were <laughs> bored everyone was bored um and but then I think listen if you want to have a drink every day go for it just do it but do it because you, like y- your intention is to have a drink not because you're bored and I think uh, like yeah. you know so many vices are reflexes
1: yes yeah and, and I think that leads to a cool thing like it's like you know, habits and how can you change habits and what are good habits, what are bad habits without like expressing too much judgment on anything. But yeah, a lot of the time we're leaning on something, which is a bit of a vice or a slightly bad habit. And it's, it's easier to change than you think, you know, cause yeah. like the repetition I is just
0: smoking. Yeah, anything's cigarettes, possible. Anything's. Um, guys, I've been I've been smoking cigarettes for so long. It's truly disgusting, but at least I wasn't vaping.
1: <laughs> That's what I would say. Is I would always yeah. rather see someone smoking a cigarette than a vape. Vapes yeah. really just freak me out, and it's like. You know, it becomes so easy for people to be puffing on them all day, and I'm like, guys, we're at a wedding. Like, what's happening it's here? And up. everyone's sucking on their fluoro USB. Don't
0: like that it's socially acceptable.
1: Also, don't vape in my car. Like, if you were oh, getting in my car, absolutely, you are not blowing that fucking cherry pop flavor through my car.
0: Passion dream, passion passion fruit dreams. It's like always the worst names too. I'm
1: like, what freaks me out too is just the unknowns mm-hmm. of of it, and I think it's people think it helps alleviate their anxiety, but I. It's just a bad cushion. Also, look
0: at it; it's psychotic. It looks like a USB. Like I can't believe people are putting that in their mouth and sucking that.
1: I know, it's gross. It's and then they're passing so them around. I'm like, okay, like, cool.
0: Anything we should be like close to consuming?
1: No, absolutely not. It
0: looks like a machine. Yeah,
1: yeah. Whereas I'm like, you know what? If you're in Paris, you're sitting, having a cappuccino, you know, and you need to have your sexy skinny cigarette, you know, okay, with a moderation. Think it's
0: because. And people smoke Rollies less here, but I smoked Rollies. And up.
1: well, I, my brother was a bit. I've never been a smoker. Yeah. I don't like smoking, but my brother loves to smoke and he was always a Rollies guy. And it's very yeah. common in New Zealand, Australia. And
0: it's also, it was the therapy, I guess like people like experience that when they're rolling up a joint, but like for me, I, it was just tobacco and like, I really enjoyed the experience of like, you know, like smushing my papers together and then like. It's an art form, like, you know, yeah, I think for people it's, yeah. And rolling something really skinny and yeah it's, it's i know experience. it's a flex
1: for people here if they can like roll a good joint or something and i'm like not me hun. i i'm anti but um it's yeah. a big you know you you can add it to your resume
0: i will i yeah. will it's a it's my party <laughs> trick do we have any other good russians
1: so really cool when someone said what was your biggest fear in life at your 20s oh, this
0: will be Russian. funny this will
1: just be a little throwback
0: this is so dumb but like being alone
1: it does feel like that in your 20s. Like FOMO is definitely much more real, whether it's like relationship alone or just not with your friends, not feeling like you're part of something. Well,
0: well, like a relationship aside, I I think it's because I moved to New York by myself. So I always felt alone. And like, I was like, what if I never like find family here? Like friends, I didn't know anyone. So it's like, like really like being alone is such a big fear
1: of mine. What about you? Um, being out of control. I was a real control freak in my 20s um, and it kind of kicked in as I got more serious with fitness and I kind of realized I'd started to like control every element of my life and this also goes back to goals and what we're talking about and being super, super focused on stuff and I was like so focused on everything and everything was very calculated that I feel like in moments of time I kind of lost my personality a little bit like yeah. not fully like I've always been a whack job but like <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a while
1: <laughs> but um you know come on guys I grew up in the middle of nowhere in New Zealand but um I definitely got so tight on every part of my life you know that yeah including my body but um (laughs) but like you know I kind of like yeah it was like my biggest fear was like not being in control and I was like and that's why like I wouldn't drink alcohol wouldn't Mm -hmm. do drugs wouldn't you know probably those are some good things but um (laughs) it was like yeah it was everything it was everything time food money
0: like what advice would you give someone who's because you know and I do find difficult to use when I'm on a cleanse or when I'm eating a certain way to be social. Yeah. So, What advice would you give to someone who is like, these are my values or this is how I want to live. Or, I'm in the middle of this crazy cleanse. I'm trying to look a certain way for my wedding, whatever, to still feel like themselves and be and social be and
1: yeah, um, be able to participate. Actually, this also links into a question that someone asked about um, like, how do you find balance with like life, work, fitness and, and friends mm-hmm. and trying to like keep up with it all. And so You know, I think a lot of, you'll always hear people say, I'm going through a healthy phase or I'm trying to stick to this plan or something. And they think that means they have to shut themselves off and stay at home. But that's not realistic because then you feel deprived in another department of your life. And social company is really important. Um, Also having time alone. Like I'm I'm very friend dominant, but I also love my time alone just to like recharge. And so... I mean, I, there's been times in my life where I would eat at home before then going and sitting with my friends to like be at that meal or still be at something. And it doesn't bother me at all. I was actually doing that because I'm celiac. So a lot of restaurants they want to go to, I was like, Hey, I don't want to ruin your experience. I'm going to eat beforehand and I'm going to meet you guys and come for a drink or like I'm going to sit and chat.
0: I always say to you, Oh, Kirstie, there's a lot of things. Yeah. She's like, like, there's a lot of
1: KG friendly things on the menu and stuff, but it's like, I think it's, you want to try and anytime you're doing like, a let's call it a cleanup, because I don't love the word cleanse. Um, anytime you're going through a bit of a cleanup, you also want to make it something that can integrate into your regular life. So learning some yeah. boundaries of how you can be healthy. So, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that have all ends of the spectrum with food, you know, mm-hmm. and like, you can go to places where you should all be able to eat and you want to try and instill something that seems manageable in your everyday life. Because right. the ideal thing that happens from whenever you're going through a period of cleaning up your diet or like different workout routines and stuff is just that you can keep a lot of these good habits. You're not just doing it for a week and then completely yeah. abandoning the ship. Totally. So you're trying to infuse the goods with the other things of your life that you love and enjoy. It's not going to be fun just cooking every meal and staying at home and never seeing your friends and being the difficult person which I've definitely been before and being like I can't go there I can't eat anything and da da da. Don't be that person. It's not fun for anyone you can still stick to your goals, but also maybe you're the one that initiates the dinner setup. You're like, hey guys, let's all go to dinner here. And it's a great place where they can actually get, you know, pizza and pasta or stuff that they want. Not ruling out those foods if you're on a cleanup, by the way, but you can also have like fish and vegetables and, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. So that's one thing, but it's also like, if you're so determined on a workout routine, like one of the things Amrit and I love to do the most is go on a huge walk together. Yeah. And like, I love my sanity walks to be with friends and like a walk and talk. It's like so much more fun sometimes than just chatting on the phone.
0: Oh my God. I see this aura ring glistening so brightly. I was almost blinded by it.
1: Did you think someone had proposed? That's no, on the wrong wow, finger. Wow, it actually
0: is incredibly chic.
1: Yeah, this one, I like the new version of the aura ring. It's fully round and flat. Like the other one's got like kind of, it's like, hexagony vibes um
0: sorry to cut you off I was no just truly no blinded by that no
1: race. it's honestly guys i'm new to my aura ring it's still getting to know me um i worked with whoop for a long time mm-hmm. um my friend joe and i did and that was sort oh, of I when wearables that. yeah really first came around and then i took a break completely from a, a lot of them and um i'm interested more in my sleep than anything else and just trying to see like things I, I i don't think Aura is amazing for tracking workouts but i'm not using it to track my workouts right. like i honestly think if people really care about tracking their workouts you could wear like a proper heart rate monitor but you can just be intuitive with your workouts like i like teaching people to be like oh that feels that really feels like 90 max you know and yeah. just trying to figure themselves out so you can use that intel for wherever but the aura has been really cool for sleep and um last night i'm happy to say that i clocked in a 98 percent like sleep it was very proud of me
0: which never happens to
1: me honestly guys that's my whenever anyone asks me like oh my god do you love living in la i'm like well you know i sleep good here they're like you don't love la but you sleep good here and i'm like essentially
0: quality of life quality of life babes there has been
1: no sunshine
0: I know. I feel that cheated we anytime for. the weather's like this. I'm like, I did not sign up. You for know what's this. funny?
1: I was saying to my friend on the phone today. She's also a friend who is from New York, also a foreigner like us. But mm-hmm. I was like, in New York, the weather didn't bother me. Rain, shine, storm, snow, wind, freezing, didn't matter. Yeah. Whatever was happening, it didn't. It didn't affect my creativity, my mood, my output, my energy. What's LA? the
0: expectation there? I don't know. I think. I think, I, I always assume that bad weather is just a part of something you're going to get. Yes. So I think maybe that's what it so is. So
1: in LA, I think it's like you rely a lot on the weather. That's why you live here. Mm-hmm. No offense to anyone that lives in LA for many other reasons, but like for a lot of us, we came for I the weather. I get all these
0: bad reviews. Yeah, like, oh, no. You awesome. know what? They're Honestly,
1: like I do. I will energy. say having a lot of space helps dramatically, like mm-hmm. living living in a house, like has, you know, um and you you can go on adventures you know you have a car so you can drive and do stuff but um yeah the weather for some reason I think that LA hinges a lot more on the weather even even people that live in LA because they're so used to good weather yeah. like Amrit and I's first winter here when we first moved from New York we're like this is a joke this is not winter but also it was it like was, so sunny it was and funny
0: when people would be like oh it's raining today should we reschedule I'm like no in New York like people will put on
1: you turn up in your boots, your coat every day. Like a day.
0: coat, and be like, yeah. "Let's hit the road." Yeah, you know? and you're like, "Are we missing yeah. because of rain?" But I want to actually uh, like touch back on that uh, question someone submitted about you know, like balancing and like keeping to a regiment and being social. I also think when you try things like that, keeping an open mind because when I stopped drinking coffee, I never yeah. thought
1: I would, drink and you coffee. crushed
0: it. And I was a psycho. Like, Kirsty can attest to this. Oh, my this. Like, gosh. I was drinking, like, eight shots of...
1: She used to get this... If you've ever been to Kings Road Cafe, string. the coffee is crap. me under the bus. It is crap. It's
0: the strongest shit I've ever drank. I was wired. But I even, like, aside from the um, sheer amount of psychotic levels of caffeine I was drinking, I I had, you know, caffeine was a part of my identity. Like, I always thought of myself as a coffee girl, right? Like, yeah. I have coffee with a cigarette, I have a coffee in Europe, like... You know, I was always getting, I was running out and getting a coffee. We
1: were obsessed with waking up to get our coffee. That was. Which,
0: it. Yeah, it was the routine. And once I actually like took a like quick coffee and started drinking matcha, shout out Rocky's matcha. And we love it. We love Rocky's matcha. I'm actually going to link it in this episode. If you want a good at home matcha, our friend Rocky is an incredible matcha. And if you're in
1: LA and you're not uh, confident making your own, you can get it at Community Goods. Yes. <laughs> I love
0: that. I wish I wasn't so far from there. I know. But yeah. Um, and I never thought I'd be a March person. And it wasn't until I got pregnant that I slowed down on the coffee because I realized – I knew, well, I always knew how bad it was. And I'm not saying ca- coffee is bad. What I was doing was is bad. bad. I just want to preface that. Well, coffee was- is
1: one of the most abused drugs, they say. Like it's it basically essentially becomes like we're. Fu- most yeah. people are fully addicted to it, myself included, I was.
0: And it was making me feel worse. But it wasn't until I got pregnant and I was like, okay, I'm going to adapt my lifestyle a bit that I don't think I would have ever realized how much happier I am without ca- like caffeine. Yeah. And it was just from having an open mind to saying, hey, you know, maybe, and I always was like, how, how do you not have caffeine and be social? But I still, you can tease. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think even just like you said, having an open mind, even, you know, I think a lot of people when they start, you know, a cleanup with their food or workouts, they're like, I'm going to hate this. It's going to be terrible. And it's like, maybe it's not. Like yeah. maybe you're actually going to love it. You're going to notice like how good you feel. Like you don't feel lethargic all the time from food. Like you're digesting things way better and like you'll notice changes in your skin and you know, there's so many perks, but you have to keep the open mind. And I think, you know, you often hear people say like, Oh my gosh, I need to like cut some weight. I'm just not going to eat anything. I'm like, I'm going to starve myself yeah. for, like, and it, I think sometimes girls say it kind of as a joke, but it is something toxic that lives within all of guilty us.
0: That, yeah. All the time. And, and or I'll have a cigarette and I'll, oh, back in the day, uh, pre cigarette pre-her not smoking, pre-baby. Pre- pre- yeah. Pre-baby. I'd have a sig and I'd say, um, like I'm going yeah. to do it the old fashioned way. I'm going to do it the old fashioned way. And I is think, a joke.
1: and it's funny cause I try not to be the the fitness friend that's always like, well, you know, guys, like that's not the best way to yeah. do it. But for my ladies that are listening, worst thing you can do for your metabolism and anytime you're trying to fix, like trim, yeah. trim down or whatever or just make a change in your body, the worst thing you can do is start to starve yourself because you're not trying to starve your metabolism. So you want to, you know, focus on like three proper meals in a day and not drinking caffeine on an empty stomach. So like the way that I have caffeine in the mornings, I have some chicken bone broth first thing in the morning. I know broth isn't for everyone. You could have something Mm. else, even if it's some fruit or something, then I'll have my matcha and I'll work out and then usually have breakfast after that. And then, but it's really trying to focus on you will see a lot of women's bodies properly lean out when they're actually having three proper meals a day and not snacking so much. Yeah. But the starving of self is only going to slow your metabolism down. You try and think about motivating your metabolism. I don't like when people say, oh, you're going to increase your metabolism, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're just trying to motivate your metabolism. What
0: are some other ways to motivate your metabolism?
1: Asking for a friend and Asking her name is her <laughs> She wants um, to know. I like, I do this thing called metabolism miles. I don't do it every day by any means, but it's like a, even, you know, I think a lot of the time people think about running, like a run only counts if it's like over a certain distance, mm-hmm. but you can even do like, you know, two miles in the morning and, or like a few kilometers and you can really just like kind of kickstart your body and you can give it this opportunity to like, you know, that's going to obviously give a good turnover to the body straight from the get-go. People will often associate, they're like, oh, when I'm way hungrier, when I'm running, you know, or like if you're really lifting weights, you will notice a supercharger in your appetite. Yeah. But it's motivating your metabolism can be done through you know proper nutrition um, from you know the way that you're working out. It comes really from sleep. Like sleep is when your body starts to really digest a lot. But what happens a lot of the time when people are starving during the day and then eating their biggest meal at night, well, you're then just going to bed. Yeah. And you're like lying there with all this food rather than if you've maybe had, maybe your first two meals of the day are actually the bigger ones and your dinner might be maybe the smaller meal of it. And you know you have a nice. Your body sleeps better when it's not so full. That's why they always talk about not going to sleep straight afterwards. It's not always going to happen. You know you have late nights, yeah. whatever. You need to some food. It's nothing more annoying than when you wake up in the middle of the night hungry and you have oh, to get yeah. up to get a snack. Yeah. But yeah, motivating your metabolism can be workout related, food related, sleep related. But please, we don't want to hear you saying, "I'm going to starve myself." So, to lose what
0: weight. do you think of intermittent fasting?
1: So intermittent fasting typically isn't amazing for women unless like they say, it's very very helpful for people with diabetes. When you look at all the studies on hormones and what it does to women's hormones, it's not amazing. But say you finish eating anyway at 8pm and you don't eat till 8am anyway. Yeah, that's a 12 hour break, you know, but cramming all your food into a small window of time. Uh-huh. And then people will be like, oh, well, I can have this coffee though. It's not breaking my fast and blah, blah, blah. But they're on no food and they haven't yeah. had food for quite some time. It's like really rough on the hormones. Even if you don't drink coffee, it's just women's bodies are so calculated by our hormones and we have to honor and respect them and try and work with them. So typically- All the research shows that intermittent fasting is an amazing form. And and a lot of the studies that were done originally on intermittent fasting, what made it popular, were, of course, done on men. Same as the keto diet, same as many other things. Oh,
0: wow. I did not know that. Yeah,
1: most studies are done on men. And it's like, hello, woman. We're so much more complex. Yeah. So now there's a lot, like a lot of like female, like, you know, scientists and professors who would push for these studies to done, and shout out to the male professors who also support these endeavors. But yeah, when you really dial into it and like women's bodies, you know, it's like, you know, you can cycle sync, you can, so then you can train specifically Mm -hmm. for your cycle, you can eat. I don't do that so much, but I will notice my appetite will increase like right before my period or something. And like, you know, on day two of my period i might feel super lean all of a sudden and like yeah. really energetic and like you know well, there's just i different remember shifts.
0: you telling me this one time and i've never forgotten it is that we're actually the strongest when on, we're the on, day, so yeah, on the
1: second yes, day yeah yes the second day of your cycle is like a really great day to go for it in the gym listen cycle to cycle dependence sometimes sure, it hits yeah. different but but typically speaking like that's when you're getting a nice like hormone surge again I think pre-period is honestly almost the worst. Pre-period and day one. For sure.
0: And because then it always comes to you like, oh, now I know why. Yeah. But
1: I do think that, you know, honoring your metabolism and thinking like, why don't we flip it instead of being like, oh, I'm going to try and like just not eat to feel thin. You're like, I'm going to motivate my metabolism. Like, oh, this is, I'm phrase. motivating my metabolism. And like, I think, I think language matters. It does. It's really important to, you know, obviously a lot of the time we say things as jokes, but jokes often are kind of like a little cover up for like something we really think and believe. Yeah, and totally. you got to be really careful about like the idle chatter that goes on in your brain. You know, even when you look at food, just paying attention, like take a second to be like, oh, did I make a negative story up about that? Like, oh, I can't eat that because that's XYZ or da-da-da.
0: Yeah. I'm it, doing, I've been doing it with myself recently and I'm really actively working on, because I always joke now, oh, I'm fat. and yeah. I, I don't think I'm fat. Yeah. And I'm definitely not fat. But yeah. it's just like a bad habit I've gotten into where I'm like, because I'm a little bit yeah because yeah because yeah, you're like oh that. I'm not
1: my usual self and like there's cover-ups too for where our confidence is at you know like I and and we go through it all the time like I'm I think I've quite openly speak to a lot of my close friends about like I've always struggled with body image and even when I was at my absolute smallest I think it was at its worst like yeah. and just you don't and it's one of the biggest things I always try and work with on my clients so like when I speak to people in direct message it's just like yo like your your body is probably way more awesome than you think and like Mm -hmm. overcomes stuff all the time and like it's funny you know when we get sick we're so annoyed at our body we're like so pissed but majority of the time our body is usually pretty great and we're just in such like like we're we're bratty about it we don't even care we don't even think about well you
0: take it for granted
1: you take it for granted and you know you see some people really pummel their bodies with negative lifestyles from like sleep behaviors to the way they eat to like just dormant with their ac- activity and stuff, and they expect to have a great body. And honestly, some people do, like, some people are anomalies. Mm-hmm. You always have to remember that. Yeah. You need to, when you're thinking about your goals, try and stay within the realms of what your body is it's and what cool. you're working with. And that doesn't yeah. mean you can't set cool goals and really big things, but it's like, don't compare your metabolism to someone else's. You know, well, yeah. you'll hear people be like, oh, they have the metabolism of a racehorse. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, just focus on. Your body and what's happening there. Focus on your mat in the workout class, your reformer, whatever it is, and just be like, "I'm showing up to Amrit today," and and she's a star. she's a star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do we have any good um, rapid fire questions that we can do?
1: No um, submitted. No, no one submitted. us a rapid fire, oh, but sh- I mean,
0: yeah, guys, what the.
1: I do love, though, that someone did ask, how are we so confident and eloquent? And eloquent, eloquent have never been I never been a word that's been associated with the Huns. No, so not we're grateful. Australian
0: bush pig. <laughs> bush pig. I, I become feral when I go. I don't know if this happens to you, but I go to Australia and it's like, I have like sausage roll crumbs in my hair. I'm like, why am I this person here? I
1: just have mud. I feel like I have mud all over me because first thing I do when I go home is I like ride a motorbike yeah, like, with my brother yeah. and like I'm rolling on the ground with my cat and like whatever, like yeah. I'm not... Not wearing shoes anywhere and you know
0: cat has fleas. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: No, not nico he's perfect oh, sorry. Um, nico. Sorry to speak nico. <laughs> but no it's um eloquent was a huge compliment for us so thank you so much Love that. We'll take
0: that. It. thank you so much um you should write that also as a review for the podcast if you've been enjoying it's free 99 to leave me a review guys <laughs> Make sure you li- like and subscribe.
1: We're really enough. grateful to everyone that listens and chimes in. We love your questions. We're honestly here to help. As yeah. un- we're, we're 50% unhinged and 50% helpful. <laughs> it's a good balance. You need both. <laughs> I
0: posted earlier this morning. I was like, we will answer your questions. We might not have all the right answers, but we will have fun doing it. Yes. But we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up that you should stay tuned for because
1: we will be doing some stuff in person. In person. person <laughs> yeah. I promise we're even more fun in person. You Combining get to really feel the chaos. The chaos. <laughs> jinx! Oh my god! If there was one That's word so that really annoying. described us, we're it's so chaos. Annoying. We're Isn't annoying. Really, so annoying. Everyone that lives in my building is probably really happy that Amber moved out because For the real? combo of us living next to each other is dangerous.
0: Right next to each other? Can you believe? Right
1: next to each other,
0: hon. Are you awake? Just are you like ready? Leaning over my balcony <laughs> like a psycho. Okay, well, so make sure you stay tuned to. Our socials, where we'll be announcing something shortly. If you live in New York, LA, then you'll be getting You're to in the right spot. something very soon. Miami as well, um, and a ton of other cities actually. I don't know why, yes, New York and LA. we're
1: Austin and Chicago? yeah, we're Chi-town.
0: Okay, okay. we're not going to give it away, but
1: yeah, you'll be able to hang out with us
0: soon in person. So, thanks so much for tuning in the part today. Thank you for. Submitting your questions. I always appreciate any in-person um, catch-up with Kirsty that I get to have. Where we get to give advice. I just got so to deranged. lovingly
1: steer her in the so eyes so the whole time. Deranged. I'm
0: like, who the <laughs> fuck wants our advice? But turns out a lot of people.
1: Turns out you guys really leaned into Ask Amrit in the pandemic, and now Unhinged, Unhinged has just gone unleashed.
0: Yeah. All right, gonna love and leave you guys. Ciao for now.
1: Bye.